This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was cakes. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I am Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 246. Correct. And Adam, as we were saying, 246 <laughs> alludes to what famous uh, musical theater character? 246 is merely an 01 short of 24601, the prison number of Jean Valjean from Les Miserables. That's right. <laughs> John the John. What is John? Val? Do you know what Val is that, is, does that mean like the? Val. Maybe it's like son of. Almost mm. like in Hebrew, it's like Adam, Beth, like, uh, like Beth, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. It's like Adam, son of Jeffrey. Maybe it's John, son of John. Or John, it could be John, John. The, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a big, was it Victor Hugo who wrote Les Mis? He wrote the book. I think he wrote the novel, yeah. So he created the character Jean Valjean. He did, yes. Okay, so he created a character named John John. John John, yes, basically. Yeah, basically. Maybe it means AKA. So it's like mm, John, John, also known as John. John, yeah, maybe like, <laughs> could be that. Let's go with that. Yeah. John, also known as John. John. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Adam, we both sound like we're in a chipper mood, and I know why I'm in a chipper mood. Can I tell, tell you me, why Bill? I'm in a chipper mood? Won't you please? Well, I will. Well, last week, um, I confessed that um, I went on Twitter.com and yes. I asked um, my millions and millions of followers millions. that Brzeut Chewing Gum, Brzeut <laughs> Chewing Gum was a good idea. Yes. And of the millions and millions, millions and millions wrote back saying, bad wow. idea, Bill. No. <laughs> Rejected. Pretty unanimous. Back to the lab, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Well, the Discord community came through with it the support I was freaking looking for. So the Discord has different chewing gum tastes than the Twitter community, it sounds like. And what I think happened, Adam, <laughs> is that I had the opportunity to really sell my idea on the podcast. With Twitter, yes. you have 240 characters to that's try it. and convince people of something being a good or bad idea. Not Limited enough. space, yep. Mm-hmm. I think that the... Um, the like the metaphor that I used of make, turning your pursuit into a baseball and chewing it like a right fielder <laughs> yeah. actually hit with a few people. That resonated. They yes. want a sort of tobacco kind of keep it in the lip. It takes 12 to 16 minutes to consume in its entirety ball of salted pork. Yeah, you want to live in it. So I just want to read through some of the responses that we got, Adam, Please. on Discord and Great. from the No Joke Hall of Fame. Love Mitch this. the Mensch, first out the gate for Billy's yeah. question this week. I got to agree. I'd chew prosciutto chewing gum in a heartbeat. Okay. Great. He followed up, however, with, I don't think I could handle dill yogurt flavored gum. <laughs> Okay, fair, Mitch. That's fair. I want to say that you have uh, your palate, it seems like, is is pretty refined. So uh, I trust your palate on that one. Good call. Mm -hmm. On the Mount Rushmore of uh, No Joke Hall of Fame members is Amanda Paradise, the historian. Of course. course. Very active on Discord. We couldn't do it without her. Great. Uh, She wrote, there's a bigger piece to this question. Oh. Is this prosciutto chewing gum a vegetarian alternative or is there meat in the ingredients? Because that could be huge. Absolutely great question. Bill, I throw that to you. In your imagining of prosciutto chewing gum, is there actual meat in there or is it prosciutto flavored 
uh, ingredients that are that I is not think that meat. it is there is no meat in there because if there was meat in there, then it would just be prosciutto. Then it's prosciutto, and you got to put that gum in the fridge, and all of a mm. sudden it just that like a right. few more considerations have to be made. Exactly, we don't need to refrigerate our gum. No, we, we don't do want not that. need to do that. Um, Amanda followed up, however, with I try it either way. Um, and that same same goes for dill yogurt gum. So, oh, wow. Well, okay. for you, <laughs> All right. Point for me. Thank you, Amanda. Um, someone named a pot holder just quickly wrote, I'd take a stick of prosciutto flavored gum and a stick of dill yogurt gum. Okay. <laughs> a stick? Now, a do stick? You, now, Bill, do you, what is your personal uh, preferred shape of a piece of gum? Is it Good the bubble? question. Is it the, is it the stick? Is it the sort of uh, double bubble kind of b- mm-hmm. small ball? Um, mm. What do you think? Is it the big league chew sort of stra- straws, for lack of a better I could word? Go with, I could go with all of those gum options, but yeah. you really kind of sold me. I think I'll eat anything in the shape of a ball. Yeah, me too. I, I too, think I ball. I think ball-shaped foods will always be in first position in yes. my mouth. Yes. Whether it's a meatball, whether it's a jelly bean, whether yes. it's a grape. I like spherical foods. I'm yeah, give me, sphere. give me a sphere. Give me a sphere. So I I'll think take the bubblicious option. Get the bubblicious option, the double bubble variety. The thing that mm-hmm. always bugged me about chewing gum television commercials, um, and stay with me here, Juicy Fruit being maybe the most prominent um, mm-hmm. of our youth, was that whenever they did like the hero shot of like the of like the actor putting the gum, the stick of gum into <laughs> yes, his, her mouth. Great moment. It, al- <laughs> it always, it always like the stick of gum folded Folds. perfectly in Folds. half, and that yes. is never that has never happened in reality. Like that, that is, is so that was true. They're trying to make. Yeah, they were trying to make bending gum fetch. They were trying to stop (laughs) making bending gum on your tongue a thing. A thing. Stop. Right. Because that that doesn't happen. Okay, so Adam, what does happen when you put a stick of big red winter fresh juicy fruit, whatever, in your mouth? Are you just putting it straight in the back like a tongue depressor? Tell me about your experience of accepting the gum. Well, because I, since seeing those commercials, I always sort of uh, like idolized that fold moment, and I was always sort of chasing that fold. So mm-hmm. in a way, I think that. I, <laughs> so I think that I think that yeah, I would sort of put it towards the back of my mouth, assuming that the gum would just know to fold on her own. Well, right. So, like, I think that I was just... But expect- were you disappointed when it would just go in? It would just would go act- in accordion style, and I would frankly choke myself, and it would just, like, <laughs> it just sort of dissolves and breaks awkwardly, or if it's too stale, it just snaps in weird thirds, and then right. it's like, but there, I've never gotten a graceful fold in my 35-plus years of gum-chewing experience. I've never once gotten a fold, and I just want to kind of put the gum industry on notice and say, mm-hmm. those commercials were bad, bad. Yeah, false advertising. False they would have you believe, Juicy Fruit would have you believe that everybody is water skiing, pulling up to the coast and pulling out a stick of Juicy Fruit and folding it perfectly. <laughs> pulling up to the coast. Yep. Yeah. They're water skiing up to the coast, pulling out a stick and folding it perfectly. And it folds We see grace. through you. We see through, we see through the you, Juicy Fruit. Liars. We see through you. Absolutely. Um, Last uh, last perfect comment on Discord comes from Mitch the Mensch once again, and he, okay. he suggests, the Mensch suggests, yeah. prosciutto-flavored cookies with oh. tzatziki-flavored cream in the middle. Come on, I'll Oreo that. style. Oh, oh, it's a lot. Oh, oh, it, makes your, it, it makes my brain do backflips just trying to understand the concept of cookies flavored like prosciutto with tzatziki in the middle, <laughs> but I'm getting closer by the day. Pork, little pork cakes with, mm. with savory dill, with Don't dill filling. Don't you dare filling. say little pork cakes. <laughs> Don't you <laughs> dare. 
with little crumbly pork cakes with dill filling. Sounds good. <laughs> it's like we already have the word cookie. Now we have to call them little pork cakes. I mean, we support, we love. We I'd support. eat many. I'd eat many, many a little many, pork many, cake many. where you call it like that. <laughs> Um, insane transition and insane segue opportunity, Adam, because yeah. today, while we may not exclusively talk about little pork cakes, yes. we are going to try and talk about the concept of cake. Cake. And we are doing that because we are reco- sitting here recording on Wednesday, December 2. To pull mm. back the curtain a bit, tomorrow is December 3, and that is Billy that is your birthday. Your birthday one, is two, tomorrow. Three. My one, man. two, three, twelve, three. Your boy has another trip around the sun, like you said. Love that. Yeah. Blowing uh, out the candles. Um, how are you feeling on, on today, the eve of your birthday? How, how are you doing? Um, it's been a really dynamic day. I mean, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, 24 hours from the big <laughs> <Now>. day. <laughs> I pulled down all of my favorite mugs. I'm going to drink my favorite. Co- I have a big hat. I'm so, um, every You're other so, day. It's another every, day. It's like every other day. Yeah. <laughs> it is every, I mean, this year of all years, and I it know. seems like we're almost at the point where, and we probably will get to the point where everyone will have experienced Shh, a, a quarantine pandemic. birthday. I know. Yeah. A pandemic birthday. Um, We're like three months away from an entire calendar year occurring. But my birthday was kind of a like a little pin on the calendar for me of being like, I could be right hovering around the time where maybe quarantines are lifted. Maybe vaccines are coming through. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's yeah, no, true, true. We are still locked, locked up. (laughs) We are all still locked up for sure. In fact, when I asked you off mic what you were going to do on your birthday, you said probably stare at the ceiling. So uh, big day, big Big day, day. big day. Um, But there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's 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 vaccine chatter and there's Mm -hmm. at least a glimmer of hope. That said, all COVID cases rising. Everything feels a little bit more dangerous. So we're staying global history. Worst absolute action. absolute nightmare. Yeah, nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, still but, hopeful. Still yeah. hopeful. <laughs> now, Billy, talk to me about your personal birthday cake. Uh, mm. th- your birthday cake sort of journey or experience, because mm-hmm. um, so many different options. Was this the kind of situation where your parents would get you a cake? If so, would you get to choose the cake? Would it be mm-hmm. a surprise to you? Mm-hmm. Would you eat mm-hmm. the whole thing in one sitting? Mm-hmm. What was the mm-hmm. kind of what was the cake protocol? So if there was one cake that I associated with my family, it yeah. was my Aunt Kathy yeah. would make me a cheesecake with oh. cherries on top. Get out of An here entire cheesecake um, for Ooh. years. <laughs> she was the first in the Scafuri Ledwith clan. Um, the Ledwith is the, the, my, yep. ma- my mother's side. Yep. To have a KitchenAid. Are we familiar with what a KitchenAid is? That is like a big mixer, like a, right? Like a big, mm-hmm. yeah, like a baking, a baking mixer or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's basically the game genie for uh, <laughs> Like it just, it, it speeds everything up exponentially, <laughs> makes everything as easy as you want. So she was the first one in the family to get it. So she started baking heavy and I learned to love her cheesecake. So I associate like, um, oop, it's almost a holiday or oop, it's almost my birthday with the cheesecake. That being said, Marina asked me this morning, um, if I were to make you a cake tomorrow for your birthday, what would you want it to be? And the word strawberry shortcake flew out of my mouth. (laughs) Billy. William, where did, and where did this come from? The strawberry shortcake idea? Well, no one's mad from? at a little cream. No one's mad at a little fruit. Not at all. 
It's light in some places, icing heavy in other places. Wow. I can live. I we can, can live with that. We yes. can live with that. So it sounds like you, it sounds like you are, mm. there's a fruit on cake or a fruit mixed <laughs> cake with a cherry mm-hmm. cheesecake with a strawberry shortcake, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, um, is there anything outside of the fruitcake genre that was sort of a birthday staple? Any kind of chocolate? Did we, did we dip into a... Into we would have a Fudgy the Whale. We would have oh. a Fudgy the Whale. Are oh, well, we I familiar was, with Fudgy? Well, yes. I was going to ask if uh, about the ice cream cakes as a genre unto themselves. So that oh. uh, Fudgy the Whale was from Carvel, right? That was a Carvel ice cream treat. Have we and Carvel about- is not national. Correct. Okay, that okay, correct. This is I know f- I I am, have a strong hunch we've had this exact conversation on the podcast yeah. before, but it's worth yeah. having. Carvel I do not think is national. I believe is northeast regional. I grew up with Carvel. Oh, die die hard loyal. I am die nice. hard Carvel loyal. At, we would bring when I had a birthday. Um, I played little league baseball. My birthday is in the summer, so it, like my birthday would always coincide Perfect. with a baseball game because whatever. So we would either bring my mom would either make cupcakes and bring them for the baseball team, mm-hmm. or we would go to Carvel and get the flying freaking saucers, baby. Yo, and yo, that's what I'm talking about. Did that's they it. invent the flying saucer? In my mind, they did. Yes. Hmm. In my, We're in my. Need- yeah. We're going to need members of the Nash um, who are not from the Northeast yeah. to A, confirm if Carvel was a thing where they're from. I don't believe it was. But yeah. more importantly, did you have flying saucers? <laughs> yeah. Specifically called flying, flying saucers. Because yeah. I'm not sure if that is a branded Carvel cookie sandwich or if like uh, you could just go to your local supermarket and they would have eight flying, flying saucer in a box. And now the three sort of signature bre- Carvel branded items that I mm. can recollect were the flying saucers, of course, mm-hmm. Fudgy mm-hmm. the Whale, as you mentioned, and mm-hmm. then they had that watermelon cake that was yeah, just... what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up we with know, that? As I established that I like fruit in my cake, but that always made my teeth do backflips. Yeah. Like, I yeah. got cavities looking at that. I'm not a big fruit ice cream. I do like sherbet, but there was just a little too much action. I hear you. It was almost the first of the of the sort of like, it's a cake that looks like another thing trend. Yeah. It was like way ahead of that curve, like decades mm-hmm. ahead of that curve. It was like, is mm-hmm. this a watermelon? And you cut into it. Oh my God, she's cake. Yeah. You know yeah. where I think cake, the cake industry went too far, and we'll, maybe we'll open up the second act yeah. really talking about it. Tell me. But was when we started printing photos on the top of cakes. Could not agree more. It added a new, a photorealistic fit, like f- textural level that I was not wanting. Yeah, I personally I was not wanting mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I didn't need like my graduation photos <laughs> scanned on top of an ice cream cake. So let's he, get into that in the great. second act. We'll talk okay. about photo cakes. Okay, talk good. photo cakes in the beginning of the second okay, act. Great. Um, Adam, it is uh, the first act, yes. and we have to play a song. Does anything come to mind? The band Cake, yes. perhaps? Yes. As we were discussing previously, Cake, uh, the band Cake, specifically the album Fashion Nugget, uh, was one of my middle school absolute like heavy rotation records one of my favorite albums probably to this day i could probably say every word so i I would love to hear something off cake's fashion nugget track number one called frank sinatra is one of my all-time favorite tunes it's a really say no more say no more this is cake this is frank sinatra Constellations of fame. 
the No Joke Podcast, that was the band Cake with their song Frank Sinatra off Fashion Nugget, which was released in the year my seventh grade. So, uh, <laughs> defined by seventh grade. Did, did you did you like Cake? Was that your... Uh, did, was I did that... like Cake. Oh, yeah. I did like Cake. They were like an intro... They were like different than the rest. Different. Like, they had horns. Would they you like... call them... Exactly. But they weren't ska. That's right. Like, they... What were they? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> they were like they were they like ska. They weren't real big fish. No, they weren't. But they, they weren't did mighty, have a trombone. It was like they used simple sort of like simple melodies. The guy I forget the lead singer's name, maybe like John McRae, had like a very distinct, raspy, very soulful mm-hmm. voice. But then mm-hmm. what made them different and unique, which I think is what you're touching on, was like a lot of trumpets, a lot of French horns, a lot of like yeah, mm-hmm. some brass. Some brass was folded into their sound. Do really you good. think that we have, we as an American nation, yeah. have been on the like a slow downtrend of 
brass in our popular music um, yeah. since like the 80s. Because we heard, Marina and I heard some song. I don't remember what it was. Um, yeah. But it featured a prolific sax. Yeah. Like a, oh, I think it was a Billy Joel song or something. Like a prolific sax yes. solo. Yes. And we were like, wow, sax is so like late <laughs> not, 80s. Like when yeah. the saxophone would come in. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. And then, and then in the 90s, we had ska where it was like these upbeat trombones and yes. newfound uses of them. Yes. And then I would even argue to a certain extent hip hop in the early, like early to mid thousands yes. started using like horns and just blaze started using like orchestration but yes. i can't really find too many horns in yeah. my pop music today yeah and and i'm gonna tr- kind of trust you on this obviously as the no joke listeners are well acquainted with you are far more musically sort of knowledgeable than i am but I- i'm with you there i'm thinking of one of my favorite bands of, in recent memory and again my I, my timeline is so off that i say recent this is probably they're probably from like 2003 but the okay. band beirut which is so good and their music 2003 is, so- is right around is the that, <laughs> But I think you're right. I think we've seen a waning of the brass. We've definitely yeah. seen, uh, we've taken a step back from um, brass. Beirut, they had a sound and they were awesome. Oh my God. So awesome. I mean, yeah. so beautiful. They, they, I have, they have that one album. That one, one with like Sunday Smile and all those beautiful songs. I have strong burning, for whatever reason, whenever I hear Beirut, I'm taken right to Burning Man for some reason. I can't tell you mm, why. I probably was, nice. I don't exactly know why, but it sort of evokes the spirit of Burning Man to me. I, c- I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but yeah, Beirut's oh, okay. amazing. A lot of brass there. So we've had a lot of success posing out questions over the past two weeks um, to the Discord community. This week will be no different. I want to know yeah. which horn songs make you horny. Yeah. <laughs> horny, hashtag horny for the horns. Yeah, we need good. to know what very horny good. songs are making you horny. Very so, good. Hashtag horny for the horns. Let yes. us know what songs you like that prominently yep. feature horns. Let us know. Let us know. Yep. yep. <laughs> Adam, we left off on the end of the first act talking about photorealistic cakes. Yeah. This was Do you remember step. the first time and place where you were um, when you saw the option for a photorealistic cake? Well, I, I, my, one of my first jobs was the, at my local supermarket in high school, and there was a bakery, and they did make custom cakes. And I want to mm-hmm. say that, like you said, so like come mm-hmm. graduation time, it always seemed to be graduation. Like, hmm, that always right. seems to be the case, like, in yeah. terms of, like, that was always the, whether it was, like, the high school, whether it was, like, the senior class photo with the hat, with the hat, with the tassel, and that mm-hmm. was the thing. I, mm-hmm. I want to say, and I will confirm with my friend Evan or either one of my parental units on this, I want to say that when my friend Evan Darpino and I had a joint graduation party, I am loathe to confess. I think oh, no. we may have had a photo, photo. cake. I think you went we went photo cake for your graduation. <laughs> Is that pure pressure because your other classmates got it? Maybe. I also could be completely inventing this memory, and I almost just like 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 hate want that to be the truth. Yeah, but like yeah. I don't. But maybe not. But, but I don't know. I, but I, knowing uh, what you know about your orbit at that time and yeah. your community at yeah. that time, who do you think would be the person to say, "Let's go photo realistic cake for graduation"? Would it be your parents? Would it be you? Is there any chance that you said, I want a photo cake for my big day? I don't think I would have sounded off or expressed any preference about anything right. having to do right. with the party whatsoever. Right. But my mm-hmm. mother, if I know, knowing my mother as I do, um, mm-hmm. she's a big, big proponent of like funny uh, uh, li- lyric, like text-based T-shirts, funny joke okay. T-shirts. Sure. So I think that that is a bit of a cousin of the photo cake in terms of like let's put the I, I don't know like let's let this cake be a visual, an explicit, an explicit. 
unsubtle visual representation of the day. So I th- no I, nuance. <laughs> yeah. Print it. Print it. One to one ratio. It's a graduation party. Let's put graduation on the physical cake. So I, I don't think that. I don't think I'd put it past her. Um, what what was your first what was your first kind of photo cake uh, experience? <laughs> I remember going to there was my grandparents lived in a town called Limbrook, New York, mm-hmm. and when we would drive there, we would often stop at a bakery, um, and it was a great bakery, the type oh. that like would you know put a big cake in a big white box, wrap it up with that red and white string, smelled like cookies everywhere, real Love traditional, it. and it was great. And then one day I remember walking in and seeing in the front window a, a sheet cake that was on a 45-degree presentational angle, almost yes. on an easel. Yes. And there, there it was, some recent grad <laughs> printed on the sheet cake. And I remember looking at it. It was like, is that a, is that a photo, photo? Yeah, yeah. on the cake? <laughs> yeah. Because I had never up until that point, and frankly up until this point, ever seen any sort of robot or computer yeah. doing the icing on top of a cake. Yeah, Even exactly. Even just like happy birthday Brad. So I never put technology in the world of my cakes before, and it felt like we had taken a quantum leap. Exactly. From It's like we are just putting these under lasers? Exactly. Exactly. Great point. Great point. It was like I I I didn't even think you could use tech with cake, but now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden these are like – is this a Wi-Fi – is this Wi-Fi capable? Like what else – what else – what other tech secrets live inside this cake? Now that you mentioned the fact that like we were starting to put photos on cakes, it makes me want to go the other way. They should make picture frames that look Mm. like cake. Do you understand mm. what I'm saying? So, like, the photos... Well, you know, you saw that internet trend, I assume, where everything was cake? Yes, this is this was mystifying and somewhat upsetting. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It just felt like, Adam, the, the furthest we had come to that point um, were, like, roses, flowers. Yeah. Where it was, like, they were edible flowers. Some were, like, hard sugar, yes. and some were just straight icing that was squished into the shape of a daffodil. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. But now we had this image. And my question is, Adam, the hell is the image? What makes up that image? What is that image? What what image? Do you know what I mean? So we've printed images on top of cake. Yes. Right? Yes. It's a white cake, and now it's a picture of Cousin Julie's 16th birthday. Congrats, right? Julie. Congrats, Julie. Yeah. So the, now there's an image on the cake. That image is yeah. edible. What? What is it? Is it like it's not sugar spray? Right. Was, it looked more. It looked more yeah. like defined than that. What is that image? What I, makes up that image? I was my impulse, and with a caveat of I certainly don't know. But my mm-hmm. my impulse was like yeah, like hard sugar, like almost like a what's that called? Like fondant. Is that a word? Mm, Do you but, know what I'm talking about? But that's about? not what it was because does, fond, does fondant get that, you know, like <laughs> detailed? It I, almost looked HD before HD existed. <laughs> Maybe it was it just straight up plastic. It might have just been like – But it wasn't – but to, but was it one thing? Like was it one sheet? Was it one sheet of an image that you could peel off? I don't think it was. You it just was, cut right through it. Yeah, you cut right through it. It was, But it wasn't exactly frosting. It was no, like harder not at than all. that. It was an image. Yeah, it was. An it image. was just an image. It it's was like a we memory. Went from Fudgy the Whale to high def images of Cousin Julie. <laughs> of cousin. It was just like I couldn't handle it. Yeah, and then it always was that weird moment of like there was like when you would cut into yeah. the cake and you were just yeah. like slicing poor Julie's body in half and yeah. you're like this feels wrong. Like who wants to eat her fat? Like who wants the face piece? You know, like I'll take the chin. I'll, I'll take, take the, the chin. chin. <laughs> 
Exactly. So, like, it sort of added a bit of a macabre element to, to the actual cake-eating uh, experience. Right. So yeah. we could go back and forth about what the hell that image actually was. Yeah. Or we can reach out to the No Joke Nation and say, do you work in a bakery? Let can us you know. give us a little intel on how that photo makes it onto that cake and what is that photo made of? Yeah, what that is it? Great. What is that? Mm-hmm. We want to know the, the horn songs that make you horny, and we <laughs> yeah. also want to know how that image gets on again. Yeah, what is Simple. that? What is it? Yeah, tell, tell what, us. Right, what is that? Yeah, um, Adam, you that? asked me earlier. Um, I know my birthday is tomorrow, so it's more topical, but yes. what's your go-to? What's your cake? In terms of a cake, yeah, let me think about that. i got to be honest with you, Bill, and I'm not just trying to be a copycat here, but I think that a, uh, like a cheesecake, I don't know what mm. it is. I think that there's something about a cheesecake, specifically mm-hmm. like a blueberry or cherry cheesecake, mm-hmm. or frankly, to be honest, and not to be a boring Betty, straight up plain. Straight up. Yeah. Straight up oh. plain cheesecake. Sure. I mm-hmm. think I think this was pro- – it was – pretty ingrained in me my mom uh junior's cheesecake in brooklyn was like her yeah, favorite place one. in the whole world it was like right. r- like you know held up on a pedestal in my family as being like the the platonic ideal of a dessert so i think that i was just sort of inculcated into the religion of cheesecake pretty early and yeah. um i think that i and also it's just the best with little graham cracker crust i mean Give also me coffee next to it forget it i'm forget Take it man time. are you kidding yeah so yeah. I think I would have to go cheesecake, honestly. And again, I hate to be this guy, but like plain, please. Like mm-hmm. I don't even need the fruit topping. I'll gladly accept and I'll, I'll and I'll devour, sure. of course, with enthusiasm. But sure. I would even just say like plain Jane cheesecake. Uh, mm-hmm. I think would let maybe me, be my go-to. Let me toss this out, please. You've been on this earth for thirty-seven years. So you've had thirty-seven birthdays. That's I right. assume over ninety percent of those birthdays you were presented with a cake. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So what would you – would you, if you had a choice, yeah. behind door one yeah. is a cake. Yeah. Behind door two yeah. are 12 donuts, uh-huh. a variety of 12 donuts. Uh-huh. At this stage in your life, which one would you choose? Cake. I want the cake. Yeah, I, I want the cake. Donuts, to me, I love a donut, obviously. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something – what do I want to say here? Uh, there's something just more – maybe this is an obvious thing. There's something more commemorative and just a little more mm-hmm. ceremonial about a yep. cake. About a cake, mm-hmm. that's all. Um, that, that That's it. It just sort of speaks to the ceremony of a special occasion more than a donut does to me. Donut is break room. Donut is um, break room. Like, we have all the corporate gigs <laughs> where Adam just has to step out of his office for a second. You know me like, in my break rooms. He's just talking with his coworkers, stressing about middle management. My that's life. Adam's. I've been on a break my whole life. These um, donuts again. <laughs> exactly. Adam's um, reality. Donuts to me speak to like early morning uh, internet comedy video shoots. There's like a – I have like strong donut associations that don't really have anything to do with birthdays. So at this point in my life, as a 37-year-old adult male, I think I'm going to go cake. Um, mm-hmm. What do you have – is there something that you would – like that is there a dessert or like a special birthday treat that you would at this point in your life choose over a cake donuts yes oh you would choose donuts (laughs) I would choose donuts. Donuts to me are just me the that. best. They're like the best. I, yeah. I, I they re- they require very little explanation for me. They're just when done well. Just I can eat seven donuts and I'm yeah. so happy. Yeah, I'm with uh, you there. I get that. 
So I would take donuts, and then I would also this year, for some reason, just this year, okay. I would go rainbow cookies. Are we familiar with the rainbow cookie? Are you kidding me, dude? This is like, mm-hmm. yeah, familiar, mm-hmm. in love with, obsessed with, covet. Mm-hmm. I love the rainbow cookie. That is mm-hmm. like one of my absolute go-tos. Good call. Give me that. Yeah, so yeah. Rainbow Cookie has, like, four different distinct levels. Oh. Um, it's, like, red, yellow, green, maybe one other color, and then it's yes. wrapped in chocolate. If oh, you baby. know, you know. But if you're an Italian-American, <laughs> you grew up with these in your household. These yes. were, like, these were the king cookie. Yes. And my father, who last week turned 70, Frank? received 70 Rainbow oh, Cookies wait, from what? a friend of his, homemade. Oh, my, oh my homemade. gosh. And when I saw them, I said, well, I'm actively jealous of yeah. what you received for his birthday. So I might go rainbow cookies this year. You could well. tell you could politely ask your dad to set aside 20 for you and that wouldn't even be that big of a deal. So <laughs> as soon as he received them, he sent me a picture of them and he said I'm not mailing you any. <laughs> I just want to he's like I just want to get out ahead of this. I just want to mm-hmm. preemptively answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's right. Now, what's yeah. funny about, uh, like, or not funny, but what's delicious about Italian culture is that, obviously, as we talked about many times on this podcast, as, and as it relates to prosciutto, like, the Italian meat platter is its own beautiful work of art that is, like, yeah. its own thing. Billy, you've talked about this at length. I believe, if I'm not mistaken— doesn't Kristen get you an Italian meat platter? Is it for Christmas or for your birthday every year? It's your birthday, Antipast, right? Antipast. Antipast for my birthday. Antipast yes. for her birthday. She is, that, that was like a seven-year tradition, a five- to seven-year <laughs> tradition. It was incredible. And me and Marina, Marina and I, yes. pa- paid it forward this year. And we got my dad a big, badass Antipast from New York and had it brought to his house for his birthday. Talking about. That is what That's I'm what we're... talking about. But mm-hmm. what's also great is that the Italians, I feel like, also have the dessert equivalent, which is like that that. Italian cookie platter, which is just like oh, yeah. the mixed bag sort of mm-hmm. smorgasbord of cookies. Uh, mm-hmm. So sneaking yeah. some eclairs. I mean, yeah, it's dude. all there. Sneaking some cannolis. Forget. Italians do it right. Yeah, Italians do it correctly. Right. That's right. Um, Adam, we have to go into our second act right now. Okay. Um, is there any song that comes to mind? One song that comes to mind, we played it probably a hundred episodes ago, Don't was me. Lou Monty Hootenanny Italian <laughs> style. <laughs> Let's hear it, baby. <laughs> Look at Tony at the pizza stand. Hey, watch him flip those pies. With one hand, he throws them up. With the other, he chases flies. Look at Rosie, ha, ha, ha. Wiggling round just like a snake. Hanging homemade macaroni all around the fire escape. Hootin' at your daddy's side. That's what made us reach the town. Hootin' at your daddy's By the tongue. No one's dancing with that pesty. She's too heavy on her feet. They remember last year when she fell and killed poor Uncle Pete. Have a piece of my caroni. It's so hard it breaks your jaw. But that candy tastes so dandy. You'll come back and ask for more. By the tongue. Hey, 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 hey. There 
There's a watermelon man selling melons on the ice. When you hear him sing Sorrento, you'll buy more than just one slice. Look at little Josephine, eat that great big submarine. Oh, that pepper on that sandwich is so hot, she's turning green. Back to the No Joke Podcast. That was the one and only Lou Monti with Hootenanny Italian Style. <laughs> Italian style, style. Happy birthday to me. Style is <laughs> yeah. style. Yeah. Adam, there was a like a three-year there's like a three-year window in our lives and in our friendship where I introduced the phrase, and really Corvetti and I used to say it all the time, but then I kind of brought it out to Brooklyn. Correct. Was Big dog style. Big dog style. More specifically, rip it up. Rip big it dog up. Style, big dog and style. And more specifically, rip it up. Big dog style, but be responsible. And but it, be responsible. And it traveled so fast and far through our friend group. And I know I've told yeah. you this before that I once <laughs> I forgot where I was, but. Our friend Brendan Shields, who is from my hometown and one of our many New York City friends, his mother, his mother, Christine, told me to, and I quote, rip it up big dog style, but be responsible. If you know, you know. If it makes sense to you, you're on our team. Exactly. Rip it up big dog style, but be responsible. It started with, it started with in like 1997. Funk Master Flex created a crew of DJs, and he would call them the Big Dog Pitbulls. <laughs> yeah. So naturally, me and Steve would call each other Big Dog Pitbull. Heck then yeah. we started just calling each other Pitbull. Oh. And then we decided that we missed Big Dog. Yeah. So we started saying, let's just start doing it Big Dog style. Are we going Big Dog style tonight? All right, let's go Big Dog style. And Big Dog style... style Style, I mean, Hootenanny Italian style. If you yeah. add style, it's just so much funnier. I agree. So so he and I would just say big dog style about everything. It's like, yes. like I went to the park. Was it cool? Oh, yeah. We ripped it up big dog style. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I brought it out to Brooklyn where people also like to rip things up big dog style. Yes. But you have to be slightly more responsible. We're a little bit older now. We're a little <laughs> bit older now. We're not teenagers anymore. We're like young right. adults. So we have to be right. responsible whilst ripping it up in the style of a big dog. Correct, which is why the beat, the beat between Rip It Up Big Dog style, beat, but, but be, be responsible. responsible, that beat is crucial because yep. you have to have the spirit of ripping it up big dog style when you say that. <laughs> That's right. But then you also have to have the like parental tone of, be but be responsible. Absolutely. Exactly. So and go do roller derby, rip it up big dog style, but be responsible. And, and it's almost, I mean, e- even as I sit here as a 37-year-old person, it, it sort of is a bit of a, it's, it's become a little bit of a life philosophy, to be honest with mm. you. Rip it up mm-hmm. big dog style, but be responsible. Those are words that I, that, that's like a little bit of an ori- moral or- orienting principle for me. And yeah. um, I, 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 live, I live by those words. And I, if I, when I lay my head on my pillow at night, if I can say today, I, I ripped it up big dog style and I was responsible. <laughs> that's a good day to me. That is a yeah. great day <laughs> and a great thing to just imagine. You putting your head on the pillow. <sighs> did I rip it up big dog style today? Yes, I did. Was I responsible? Was I? 
Yes. Yes, I was. I, I can sleep now. Yeah. And I'll just say this. Look, I, I think that, that should be a guiding principle for call it 360 days of the year. Yeah. I think you should leave, everyone should leave five days of the year okay. to just rip it up big dog style. Without Don't responsibility? Don't even Let's take responsibility. Listen, big dog style sometimes requires you to just get after it, to go big <laughs> and not go home. Yeah, go, go big and stay there. And stay exactly where you are. Go bigger. <laughs> go bigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go big and stay there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if you did nothing interesting, just telling someone that you ripped it up big dog style, they're going to think that you like went after it. And it, I don't know the specific details. It just amplifies the message. And it, like, And like to that point, it's just like... You know, like right now I'm sitting here, sitting in a chair, talking into a microphone to you. But in my spirit, like it's not – it's like ripping it up big dog style, yes, it is mm-hmm. a way to behave. But it's also very much a state of mind. And right now if you were to ask me, are like how's the podcast going? I would say like, oh, we are ripping it up big dog style right now. All facts. All, All facts. facts. So say like, less. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So – I'm with you. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like a big dog, or at least in the style of one. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, absolutely. So, style. Hootenanny Italian style. style. Hootenanny Italian style. <laughs> so, you mentioned that Brendan Shields, a friend of ours' mother, yes. um, checked in with you one day, and she reminded you to rip <laughs> things up big dog style, and simultaneously to do it while being responsible. Correct. We received uh, an incoming message from a, a different mother. Okay. A different mother. Not Brendan Shields' mother. Okay. Um, this is the no-joke mother-in-law, oh, i.e. your mother-in-law. The best. Ruth, we love I'm her. going to read. She listened to last week's episode. She had some thoughts on two things. Okay. Prosciutto-flavored gum okay. and the Justin Bieber staircase. Got it. So I'm going to read through some of her email, and okay. then maybe we can react accordingly. Is that okay? Sounds good. Hi, Billy and Adam. About prosciutto-flavored chewing gum. <laughs> Not a big enough seller to make attractive to manufacturers. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Just However, right down to the nitty-gritty, Ruth. Don't, straight, don't, she, don't mince words. Yeah. <laughs> she's looking to scale up the business before it's a business. <laughs> yes. ha- However, there are recipes available for making chewing gum at home and kits. Not done this myself, but while listening to your podcast, I got to wondering how chewing gum is made. And all that came to mind was Willy Wonka's machine that slipped out one stick at a time. Yep. So I Googled the question and found a recipe. So perhaps you could champion chewing gum flavoring assortments to accompany these DIY kits. Wow. Prosciutto, yogurt dill, dip, blue cheese. Blue Blue cheese. That's tough. Oh, my God. That's tough. Oh, my God. In yeah. the meantime, Billy, the wad of prosciutto in your cheek will just have to do. Not a bad solution, <laughs> depending on who you're with. Now, on a more serious note, oh. says the no-joke mother-in-law. Okay, so you can only imagine how serious this is. <laughs> yes. The upward-pointing jet stream at the side of bridges. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, Ruth, it sounds silly. Yeah. Um, for those who haven't listened to last week's Bridges episodes, we posited that every bridge should have a jet-powered fan blowing air up into the air so that if you drive off the bridge, you will hover until a cowboy positioned on one end of the bridge lassos you back onto the bridge. Correct. Okay. Now, on a more serious note, says the no-joke mother-in-law, the upward-pointing jet streams at the side of Bridges. I beg you not to pursue this idea. I beg you not to pursue this idea. Okay. Do not... Invest your money in this. <laughs> okay. This paragraph began with on a more serious Seriously. note. The environmental impact studies will oh. cause massive delays. Yeah. There are birds to consider after all. Yeah. What will the birds do? 
Will they enjoy the sudden updraft and congregate along bridges, oh. soiling cars and obscuring the views? Interesting. Will migratory birds be blown off their path and tumble into the bridge's beams? Wow. Cause, will it cause avian concussions, giving them headaches, dizziness, or causing them to crash onto the windshields of cars? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Hadn't considered avian concussions. Yes, I haven't considered birds at all. Um, yeah. They would be blowing around willy-nilly. Let's <laughs> yes, just get down to brass tacks. They would be. It would be a mess. Yes. It would be an absolute mess. I did not consider the birds. I did nope. not consider bird concussions. Nope. I've never. In fact, Ever. I've never considered bird concussions. Yeah. Um, thank you, Ruth, for that. And she, uh, she finishes up with, and as for the Bieber idea of an updraft to get one floor, to get from one floor to the second floor. Yeah. That's fine if you're wearing pants and you have not recently had your hair done. I'll take the stairs. <laughs> wow. With well, love, the no-joke mother-in-law. Wear your mask. Stay safe. Ruth. Oh, Ruth. Well, thank you, as always, for the engagement. You are – your insight and your wisdom uh, is always welcome here and always appreciated. Um, the chewing gum, the DIY chewing gum kits, adding a little prosciutto flavor, that is interesting. And I wouldn't put it past Ruth knowing how crafty um, she is for her to maybe even um, on her own accord uh, maybe experiment with some of those savory flavors. So we might somehow – you know, there's a world where we could sort of make very, very – very easily make our own savory chewing gum. Um, well, my birthday is 24 hours away, Ruth. Yes. yes. When you hear this, it'll probably it'll be, be about 12 hours in the rear view. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so the, to- the clock is ticking. If you want to just sneak in some prosciutto chewing gum yes. to Billy's mailbox, yes. it's always open. Um, she brings up a pretty good uh, bureaucratic point about just kind of the red tape that we'd have to – kind of the municipal red tape that it would require to get the updraft next to c- city bridges. Uh, she's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it would mm-hmm. take um, lobbying and a lot of political ass kissing I'm sure just to be able to get one upgust near any yeah. one city bridge so I appreciate it. Here's that. my counter. Here's my counter. It's a perfect idea. It's flawless. Oh, yeah. Right. No, so good, good I call. don't really yeah. There's no counter. There's no real counter. Like yeah. I could understand us going into city hall and saying, "Hey, listen, we need approximately 75 jet engines positioned at the bottom of the bridge. They say why, and we say to blow and hover the cars that drive off the bridge. And they say, here's a blank check. Do what you need to do. Yes. That's, my, that's how I see it going It's down. a perfect idea. Right. It's a perfect idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And then in terms of the Justin Bieber thing, absolutely. I think that that's a great point. Uh, the, the, you don't want kind of a Marilyn Monroe skirt situation. Absolutely. So it definitely, Or do you? Or do, or do you, you? Or do you? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe after a glass of wine. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So it definitely favors the panted, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Fortune favors the pants. That's right. Uh, and with mm-hmm. the hair thing, well, uh, unfortunately, Ruth, you're, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. I don't have any hair, and right. Billy's hair doesn't move for the life move. of it. So right. <laughs> there's... So, so we can't relate on that. I front. can't relate to that. But th- as always, right. Ruth, thank you for your insight. Um, I, I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, And to the Discord community, I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow, just like I see you every day. Adam, I'll ask you before we wrap up, have you downloaded Discord yet? No, 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 no. Folks, we expected nothing different. We expected no changes. We received no changes. Maybe that will be— What we do— Yes. Go on. I would say, maybe that will be my your birthday gift to me. I oh, will wow. Do, yeah, I will do that would be that would make my day so special Adam, <laughs> if you downloaded an app onto your phone. You really know how to treat a guy. 
Um, as a reminder, what we want to know is which horn songs make you horny. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Also, you let us know about the pursuit chewing gum, and that helped a lot. Yep. What's the also Adam? Also, let us know how they put the pictures on the cakes. Is that sugar? Yeah, bakers. Is that yeah, bakers? What is it? What is that? Mm-hmm. Let us mm-hmm. know. That's a Google search away, but uh, we just don't know how to Google. No, so, we don't know how to Google that. Nah. Nope. We tried. We, we tried, tried it. Couldn't do it. Um, much like this episode, we tried. We tried. We tried, we tried man. <laughs> we talked cakes, and frankly, I'd say we ripped it up big dog style. Yeah, but we were extremely responsible. Like we always are. Yes, sir. For the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafiore. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Happy birthday, Bill. That was a HeadGum Podcast.